Welcome everyone. Welcome back to a quick bonus episode of the Act Protect Engage Academy podcast. I'm your host, Mr. Chase H. TGIF. Happy Friday. I hope you guys are having a great Friday. I hope you guys had a great week leading up to this monumental day. The first day of the weekend. Well, in my head, it's the first day of the weekend. So, welcome back to the podcast. All right, all right. Housekeeping. Please, as we always say, turn on your post notifications because if you do, you will know when all of our new podcast episodes are streaming. Okay? So, that's really, really important that you make sure you turn your notifications on, subscribe to the podcast, right? Also, if you can, write a review or rate us. I do look at the reviews and I look at them to, you know, make adjustments, make changes if I have to, take some positive feedback and positive criticism. I take all that and I use it to make the podcast better, all right? So, thank you once again to all of our listeners. I love you guys both domestically and internationally. All right, all right. So, today's podcast <laughs> is sponsored by the Act Protect Engage Academy. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, we're going to do a quick uh, review of a few books that I've read. I, I know a few months ago I promised some book reviews every single month, and I'm going to give you guys uh, a few books, a few recommendations today. Actually... I have two book, well, three books and one audiobook. All right? Three books and one audiobook. So, these are my recommendations. I've used I've used the books for reference as a source for a few of my podcasts. So, I've cited them in the past and they're really really good reads. Not only are they good entertaining reads, but they're also good sources of quality information accurate quality well-researched information okay so we're gonna go back a little bit remember I had that series about the Confederate flag right I was talking about the battle flag of the Confederacy I had a whole series discussing the flag discussing some of its history what it means to some people and what it doesn't mean all right the historical significance to the South and how the perceptions of the Confederate flag changed from its original inception, right, its original form as just a way to mark different units, right, to tell units apart from each other within the Confederate Army into a symbol of rebellion, right, during the Reconstruction period, a symbol of defiance um, in the Civil Rights Movement. Right, a symbol of defiance and rebellion, fighting against uh, integration, fighting against civil rights. It changed. Initially, the flag was just a battle standard. Then it transformed into just kind of a symbol that people looked up to and they took out during ceremonies to honor their relatives and honor the dead and honor the Confederate struggle, the Confederate fight for their, you know, their quote lost cause. And then it started to be kind of adopted by bad actors and racists and segregationists 
and the flag changed once again and became a symbol of resistance to quote federal overreach right the the fight for integration the fight for equality and also there's this flag fad that swept the nation um in the 40s and 50s all of a sudden people from michigan and california and minnesota were flying confederate flags it really became a symbol of resistance to federal uh, or government authority and the book that i use that i reference a lot and was my favorite books on the subject is the confederate battle flag america's most embattled emblem and is by mr john m Kosick. okay john m Kosick. it's an amazing book and the confederate battle flag is really the first comprehensive history of this contested symbol all right so mr koski reveals the flag's origins as one of the many banners that was on the civil war battlefield and then he shows how it changed over time highly recommended guys okay it, it, i learned so much about the flag you know because you see a lot of stuff in pop in the media in popular culture you know i drive to see saint uh to see my son in st louis every few weeks and I have to drive through Arkansas and few some of the uh few of the southern states to get up to Missouri, right? Uh East Texas, Arkansas and southern Missouri. And southern Missouri might will be the south, right? So I'm stopping at these little rest stops and I'm seeing Confederate flag postcards and belt buckles and hats and it's just interesting to read and learn about the history of it. All right? So I give it five stars five out of five stars i would not recommend to you guys anything that i have not read or you know is not good quality stuff so the first book i have today mr john m Kosick, and it is called the confederate battle flag okay number one <laughs> all right so remember also this is my second book we just did a whole thing about the Black Panthers in February for Black History Month. I decided to focus more on black power, black liberation movements, and the Black Panthers were the center of my story. Now, the main source of information for me for the Black Panthers was Black Against Empire. Black Against Empire. The history and politics of the Black Panther Party, okay? by Mr. Waldo E. Martin Jr. and Joshua Bloom. All right, it starts with the founding of the Black Panther Party in Oakland, California in 1966. Just traces the uh, early lives of Bobby Seale and Huey P. Newton, how they armed themselves, began patrolling the police, and promised the community to prevent police brutality, right? So it is the first comprehensive overview and analysis of the history and politics of the Black Panther Party. So, this is right from the description. Quote, the authors analyze key political questions, such as why so many young black people across the country risked their lives for the revolution, why the party grew most rapidly during the height of repression, and why allies abandoned the party at its peak of influence. Alright, it is a outstanding comprehensive history about the black power black liberation movement through the lens of the black panther party and it doesn't just focus on huey p newton and bobby seal 
It traces the Panther Party in Seattle, in Harlem, in California, all across the country. Highly recommended. Five stars, once again, from Ape. That is Black Against Empire, the history and politics of the Black Panther Party. Okay? That is number two book. All right? <laughs> book number two. I got three books and one audio book. All right. The third book is called To Die for the People, and it's by Huey P. Newton himself, the co-founder of the Black Panther Party. Okay? The co-founder. So, this is a first-person account of the historic era in the struggle for black empowerment in America, all right? So, Huey P. Newton wrote a series of articles. He also uh, wrote down a lot of his speeches. He did a lot of speeches across the nation, and this is a really good collection of some of his, of some of his most influential and important speeches and writings. Okay? So, it's it's raw, it's honest, it's introspective. It records the party's internal struggles, rivalries and contradictions, and it's a fascinating book and it's a look at the life of a young revolutionary and his group and his fight for freedom of the downtrodden and of uh, and of what he would call what he would call the brothers of the block right the homies the average black man or woman in the ghettos in the urban centers of america it really kind of captures that energy and that essence that is just the soul of the book it represents one of the most important analyses of politics of race black radicalism and democracy and it was written during the time so it's not written like years later it was written in the moment okay so to die for the people Huey P. Newton if you want to hear Black Panther ideology and views on politics and life in America from the source read this book alright so it goes perfectly Black Against Empire and to die for the people go kind of hand in hand perfectly as a pair right as a, as a package Read um, read them both at the same time if you can. Juggle them. All right? Juggle them back and forth. Both are great reads. Once again, five stars. All right? So those are my three books for the month, uh, month of March. I'm sorry. I can't talk. Month of March. The Confederate Battle Flag. All right? Black Against Empire. And To Die for the People. All right? Those are my three books. Now, I also have one audio book. Okay, one audiobook. And this audiobook is a it's it's funny, like I, it, it kind of goes with the Confederate battle flag. It's kind of like a it could be a chapter in that book. And it's an audiobook called They Call Themselves the KKK. And it's by Susan Campbell and is uh Baraletti. Susan Campbell Baraletti. Okay? And it is a, a very short, concise, clear, well-written history of the Ku Klux Klan, all right, the Invisible Empire, 
in from their founding throughout the early days of Reconstruction. So remember, Reconstruction started post-Civil War in 1865 and it lasted until 1877. And this is a critical period in American history, a critical. I argue, right, and, and my studies, I really focus on Civil War uh, and this period in, in my graduate studies. I focus on this, and in my opinion, this is the pivotal moment in American history. It's a, it's a moment where the country is just so fragile. It can go either way, right? The Civil War has just ended. The country was torn in half. In half. The South was completely destroyed. The, infra the infrastructure of the South economically, politically was torn apart. Socially, everything was kind of dumped on its head, turned upside down and shaken up. The old caste system of Southern uh, aristocrats and nobles being at the top, the, the big powerful landowners, the plantation owners with their vast army of armies of slaves was just crumbled, right? Was just absolutely blown up. So you got a society that is in disarray, right? You got freedmen, free men and women wandering around looking for work, not knowing where to go, trying to reconnect with lost loved ones and trying to find their way in society, find their way in the world, establish some type of community, right? Because before, slaves were owned. Obviously, they were owned. Most of the slaves in the South were owned by only, like, a few, a small percentage of the people. But it was the definition of their role in this new society that was so interesting. And also how do you rebuild the South politically? Like, like who is in charge? You can't just put the same people back in charge as was running, was running the joint before the Civil War because they're the ones who caused all the trouble, right? They were a significant factor in the war starting. So this book talks about an organization that started off almost as a joke, right? A secret society. They were clownish. It was, it was silly. It was, you know, it was a, just a bunch of bored, grown men. You know, the war was over. They were sitting around a law office in Pulaski, Tennessee, goofing off, you know, uh, playing grab ass. And all of a sudden, they're like, ooh, like, like, let's, let's, let's start a secret society, a social club. And they started this social club. And, they, it, you know, it, it, it traces the history of how they came up with the name Ku Klux, um, how they first started wearing uh, white sheets. At, and, and they wanted to kind of portray themselves as ghosts of Confederate soldiers coming back from hell, coming back from the grave to get their revenge, right, on the, on the, free, on the freed men and women, uh, the, the African Americans who were in the community, or the carpetbaggers, as they called them, the northerners who came down to try to reestablish um, the southern economy. Um, they attacked Republicans, black folks, anyone who stood in their way, anyone who tried to give African Americans equal rights or tried to balance the scales a little bit, it is outstanding. And the narrator is great. You know, when you listen to audiobooks, and oh, by the way, for everyone like me, for anyone who's like over 30 and um, their eyes aren't that great, <laughs> they don't have a whole lot of time, you know, especially with me st starting my new semester in school, to sit and, you know, kind of read casually for fun, Audiobooks are great because you can listen to them as you commute back and forth from work or you're going to run errands. So you can just, you know, 
Turn on Audible. Audible is an app. You can get it through the, through the uh, Apple Store. You know, any place you can get your apps, you can get Audible. Um, you get a monthly subscription, and you get a credit, one credit per month, and you can get audiobooks. And at first, I didn't really like audiobooks too much because my mind was just all over the place. This was a few years ago, and I rediscovered audiobooks because I realized in the moments where I'm transitioning in my transitional spaces, right, when I'm in my car driving to the gym or driving back from the gym or driving to Walmart or going to work and back, I have a long commute, 45 minutes. So in that 45 minutes home and back, I can be learning. I can be, you know, I'm not going to just waste my time blasting music all the time, which I love to do, but sometimes I like to listen and learn about history, right, and, and try to help with my podcast. So I started doing that a few months ago, and I love it. They call themselves the KKK. It is a outstanding, short, concise audiobook, well-read. It's not boring. The narrator is very, very important. The choice of the narrator, because if you have a bad narrator, you will fall asleep. Like, literally, it will be, like, droning on and on. So you need someone who has a great voice, who has uh, inflection in his voice, who, who, you know, can do different voices well. It's kind of weird because... If the narrator is a man and and they're talking about a female, they're quoting from a, a female journal or something. They have to do the, the uh, female voice. It can get kind of weird, kind of kind of goofy. But it he does a really good job. And I found it interesting that you know I'm African American and I can kind of sometimes I can tell different uh, races from their voice. Definitely a black man reading this book about the Ku Klux Klan, which I thought was awesome. <laughs> uh, just check it out, man. They call themselves the KKK. I love the Reconstruction period. Sorry about that. That was my uh, phone alarm. I love the Reconstruction period. It's an amazing, pivotal period in a dark, dark time in American history. So those are my books. We got three books, The Confederate Battle Flag, Black Against Empire, uh, To Die for the People by Huey P. Newton, and they call themselves the KKK from Audible. All right, Audible. Look it up on the App Store. You will not regret it. I have a bunch of books I, I got to get to. Oh, also, quick note. When you join Audible, when you have a subscription, you also get some books for free. So there's some audiobooks that are included with your subscription. So you don't always have to, you know, wait for your credit to reload every month. You can also have get free books. You can you can read, uh, listen to samples, etc. All right, guys. So that's Apes. Book review for the month. I, you know, I could go into detail and break down every chapter and all, but I'm not going to do that. I'm just giving you guys uh, a quick little guide to, because <laughs> I don't want to hear my myself talk about this stuff. I got enough research to do for school and for the next podcasts that are coming soon. All right, so that's it. Apes book review for March. All right, book recommendations and book reviews. Also, quick note on what's going, uh, what's uh, coming up. We're going to finish up our series about the Tulsa race riots of 1921. We're going to finish that up really soon. Um, we're going to talk about Black Wall Street and what made Black Wall Street so important. All right. Black prosperity, the mecca really of black wealth and achievement in the Midwest in the early 20th century was in Tulsa, Oklahoma, called Black Wall Street in the Greenwood section of the city. All right. We're going to talk about Black Wall Street on the next episode. God bless you guys. TGIF. I hope everyone has a great evening. I'm going to the Houston Rodeo. We're going to go see Paul Wall and Bun B. All right. 
So that should be really, really fun. Thank you guys so much for joining us. God bless you all. Stay safe. Put God and your family first. Grind. Get after it. Don't let anyone tell you you can't do something. Ape out. <laughs>